we have to get better. What, what, what we were doing wasn't sustainable, and it's not sustainable. And so we've got to get better. We've got to continue to improve. The real reason I did it is we were winning all these games, and our numbers aren't improving because we're not beating the computers. We've got to beat the computers. We've been giving ourselves opportunities, and we're not beating the computers. And so we just kept hovering between 23-200. We're going to move up tonight because we beat the computers tonight. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Boot Up, the LSU Basketball Podcast. I'm Cody Worsham, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics. Very excited about today's show. Got a special guest on, former LSU superstar Tyrus Thomas, a guy that uh, I grew up admiring for his talents and his tenacity, and a guy who I think is going to be a very good contribution, an excellent contribution to this podcast moving forward. Tyrus is, is back at LSU Finishing up his degree, he's doing some coaching in town, and he's uh, he's excited about helping out with the show and and providing some analysis on on a different level than I could. So really excited about Tyrus. Going to get to that conversation in a little bit, and hopefully get Tyrus back uh, as often as possible, maybe weekly if we can make the schedules work. Uh, he's he's extremely busy, but he's also extremely passionate about doing it. So excited about that. Um, before we get to that, I wanted to expand on that clip that I, I played there at the beginning. I'll, I'll go ahead and play the the whole clip. Because uh, Will Wade kind of explains it as well as anybody. But a little background. Obviously, LSU beat Alabama yesterday, 90-76. Good win for LSU. Probably their their best win start to finish in a while. Uh, Will called it a top three win of the season just in terms of the way they performed. I thought it was their best performance of the season, at least that I've seen at, at, at home this season. So really good performance start to finish. Never let the lead get below nine in the second half after getting up by, by as much as 20 in the first half, Alabama tried to shoot their way back in it with some threes. They weren't able to because LSU just kind of put the foot down and, and, and decided not to let them. Skyler was great for mid-range. Trenton Watford had a, a fantastic all-around game. In fact, uh, Trenton had 17 points, 15 rebounds, four steals. No LSU player since 2010 has done that. That's as far back as college basketball references database goes. So uh, one of those kind of games from Trenton. And then Emmett Williams was at his, at his best 23 points, 11 rebounds, running up and down the floor, high motor, high energy, got the crowd into it, got his teammates into it. So great performance from LSU. Afterward, Will Wade was obviously happy about the way that his team finally closed a game. Six straight wins where the, the game was within one possession. They didn't give up a big lead this time. They held on to it. And I'll talk about this with, with Tyrus, and, and so I won't go too in-depth on it here. But it was interesting to hear Will talk about after the game why it's so important for LSU to close out games. I just thought, you know, he's mad because they're not playing well in those stretches. But he was thinking bigger picture. And here he is after the game going on one of those classic Will Wade rants where you realize when he's done that he's just thinking the game and the process uh, on a different level than the rest of us. Like, we have to get better. What, what, what we were doing wasn't sustainable, and it's not sustainable. And so we've got to get better. We've got to continue to improve. And really, I mean, I'll say this now. The real reason I did it is we were winning all these games and our numbers aren't improving because we're not beating the computers. You've got to beat the computers. We've been giving ourselves opportunities, and we're not beating the computers. And so we just kept hovering between 23 200. We're going to move up tonight because we beat the computers tonight. And so you've got to, like, you've got to, you've got to, there's other stuff that goes into this as we get going. And as, as you get further and further up and play better and better, you know, the margins are thinner and thinner. And so, you know, we kept winning, but we weren't, you know, the winning doesn't matter in the net if you can't get your efficiency right, if you can't, you know. All that stuff. Like, I was so mad we gave up that three at the end of the Texas game. A big difference between a two-point win and a five-point win. The two-point win sounds nice for all y'all. Oh, they've won six straight games by whatever the margin is and all that stuff. Like, that's great. That's great storylines for you guys. That doesn't help us in the net rankings. Mm -hmm. 
And so, like, we've, like, there's, there's other parts to why I was doing all that. It's not just because, like, but that's, I mean, we, we get, you got to start beating the computers. It's nice to win the games, but you got to win them by better margins. And because the predict, the, uh, there's predictive models now in the net. So you got to beat the predictive models in the game. So you're not just playing the other team in the scoreboard, you're playing the computers. And so, you know, that we, we you know, we, we need to get as good a seat as we can get if we can get in the thing. And so, we, you know, that's, that, that's part of it, too. And, you know, we, we just weren't – it wasn't sustainable doing what we were doing. So speaking of LSU's NCAA tournament chances, I get an email after every game from Team Rankings, which is a website that does some statistical stuff. And they always update, like, what's your chances of getting in the NCAA tournament? What are your chances of getting the number one seed in the SEC tournament? Chances of winning the SEC tournament outright? All that kind of stuff. LSU, for the first time this season in this today's – Team Rankings email was a 100% chance to get into the NCAA tournament. So obviously things could fall apart and, and they could somehow not make it. But at the, the rate they're on, nine straight wins, seven straight in SEC play. They, uh, they're they pretty much a lock for the NCAA tournament at this point. That was me knocking on wood. Um, they're pretty much a lock at this point. And if they just continue to take care of business, they're now playing for seeding. So Will Wade... Shared that with the media. That's not, not something he talks about with his team. He kind of went over that later. He doesn't talk to his team about that stuff. But his team knows that everything he does is for a purpose. There's a method to his madness. And so when he's going ballistic on them in the film room like he did on on Monday um, after, after the Texas game and before this Alabama game, they know he's not just yelling at us because he's mad. There's, there's a reason to this. Um, they, they're still focused on their jobs, but they understand that He's he's making a point of this for a reason, and that paid off against Alabama. They've got to flip the script really quickly to, to Ole Miss. We'll talk about that after the game, how important it is to win this game. They started 7-0 last year in conference, LSU did, and then lost a home game to Arkansas Saturday morning, playing a team for the second time. They're in the same situation with Ole Miss coming up. So got to flip the script and, and take a, a step forward as a program, which is something that he focuses on as much as anybody. He's not just focused on the next game, although he's very – game to game. I think he talked on his radio show this week about how every between every game is basically its own season. You have three days of prep or two days of prep and then the game and then it, you, you turn to the next season. But he's also big picture oriented and he understands that LSU has to continue taking care of business to improve its C, to improve its net. I think LSU is up to like 21 or 22 in the net as we speak. Uh, they weren't updated this morning, but I think that's about where they are. Maybe even a little bit better and uh, because they did beat the computers last night. But they also need to take step step forward as a program and when's the last time LSU won NCAA tournament games in back-to-back seasons? I mean, I think it. you may have to go back to the, the 80s for that. Um, I, that's off the top of my head. I may be wrong. If you know the answer, tweet me. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I think it's I think Dale Brown Brown was the last one to win back-to-back game uh, games in the NCAA tournament uh, at LSU. So that's certainly something that he's got in, in mind and something he's got circled and uh, wants to make happen. And LSU's on a good spot right now to do that. they got to keep it going forward. So uh, – Enough analysis from me. Let's get to Tyrus Thomas. Really excited about this conversation. Tyrus has such a good perspective from a player's perspective, from a, uh, a guy who played in the pros perspective, a guy who's coaching now, a guy who's interested in mental health and psychology. Um, he, he's just got a very well-rounded basketball mind. Enjoy this conversation with him. Enjoy the off-mic conversation too. Like he's a he's a bit of a basketball historian in terms of you know Baton Rouge basketball, and we were we were kind of talking about. He graduated in 04 from Baton Rouge. I graduated in 07, and we were kind of talking about the the way that the the game has changed, the scene has changed in Baton Rouge basketball, some of his memories. Um, we, we didn't quite overlap, but there was a little bit 
of overlap, and, and obviously he was on a different level than me as a player. But uh, running in, in some uh, similar circles, some names that we uh, we remember together was fun. So I'm looking forward to you hearing this conversation with Tyrus. I'm looking forward to getting Tyrus back on because not only is he uh, an LSU legend, um, just an absolute superstar in, in LSU mythology, but he's also really good at analyzing basketball and breaking it down and giving his perspective. So super excited about that. Let's get to that conversation with former LSU superstar Tyrus Thomas. All right, good to sit down with former LSU superstar, NBA lottery draft pick, back in Baton Rouge now, the great Tyrus Thomas. And Tyrus, I'm looking forward to this for a couple of reasons. One, you, you, you should be able to, and, and I know you'll be able to, offer basketball insight just as a player, as a guy that's been through the college process and and uh, at, a, at the highest level, gone to a Final Four. But you also are now in coaching, and let me silence my phone since you did silence your phone and I didn't so unprofessionally. Um, but you, you're now in the coaching realm. I know you're in the – you have a passion for mental health. So there's a lot of angles that you can give our listeners analysis. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's start with just this this game last night. Uh, you were there, LSU beats Alabama 90-76. And I, I want to extrapolate out from this game because to me this game was – I don't know if a turning point is the right word, but it was it was different for LSU. This is a team that's won nine straight now. This was their seventh straight SEC win. But they didn't let their foot off the gas in a way that we've kind of gotten used to them doing. And Will, Will Wade is uh, among his many talents – to me, he's like one of the best predictors of the future that I've ever seen in a coach because he knows if he does this, if he does X, Y will result. So he knew if he jumped his guys in practice this week and had that film session that they had on, what was it, Tuesday or Monday or whatever, and he really got after him, that he was going to get a response from him. And that's what happened last night. We saw the response. They played well in the first half as they've been doing. Played, I think, probably their best first half of the season. Certainly the first 15 minutes were dominant. But then they, they kept their foot on the gas. They didn't build that lead out, but they didn't let it get smaller than nine. What did you see different from, from this team last night where you know those, those leads have been disappearing, disappearing, and last night it just felt like they were in control the whole way through? Um, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's always good to, to be back. Um, any, any affiliation with, for with, sure. with, with LSU. Um, you know, um, and um, I hadn't – you know, I watched – recaps of every game and I've been able to follow the box scores yeah. but with my coaching schedule it's been hard for me to actually sounds like me during know, football season yeah <laughs> physically be at the games or watch them live yeah um but one thing I did see um that stuck out the most to me and it was actually at the 12 it was a little bit I think it was like 12 10 mark of the second half and uh I can't remember who got the defensive rebound but they pitched it up to Skyler Skyler finishes at the rim and he turns and sort of face guards his man. He gets the steal. He yep. misses it. We get the offensive rebound. Yep. And, like, that was a spark that I literally, like, that's one of the things that I was happy to see. And, you know, I think if those guys continue to, to, to play at that effort, like that spurt um, yeah. for longer stretches, you know, like you say, just don't let, don't let their feet off the gas. Yeah. Um, be able to – to impose their will on teams immediately and then consistently, you know. Um, so I was I was happy to to be able to see them, you know, like you said, not 
not let that lead go. Yeah. And, um, you know, by me being back in school is where I see the guys all the time and I joke with them. So I was happy to see them win by more than two. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, <laughs> you know? I think we all were. Um, Will Wade went on a pretty epic rant after the game about the computers. I don't know if you saw this or not. Basically, for those who haven't seen it, I, I tweeted a video of it. You can go look at it. Um, but basically after the game, Will was talking about why he had been so emphatic on his team finishing out games. In my brain, as a guy that played the game in, in high school and a little bit in college, and then as a guy who's coached younger kids but grew up in a house with coaches, in my brain I'm thinking, yeah, of course he's mad his team's not closing out. you got to build good habits. But first of all, you might get beat at some point, so it may come up back to, to bite you. But you have to build good habits and – you know, be a team that, that doesn't fall into bad habits and bad routines. Then he went like galaxy brain on us last night after the game in the press conference, and he said, you know, you also have to beat the computers. And he's talking about the net rankings and how, you know, you have to have this certain margin of victory and and you've got um, to beat these predictive models so that you can get your seed as high as possible. And I'm sitting here like, man, first of all, Will Wade is thinking on a completely different level than, than most of us are thinking, and most coaches are really or at least he's stating something that coaches don't say. But he was kind of talking about that 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 aspect of it, and I was thinking to myself, and I got a couple of questions about this on Twitter, he doesn't tell the players this, but they also know that there's something else going on. They know there's a bigger picture here. And I'm curious from a player's perspective, like when you're in that that mode, when you're up 15 points in the second half and you let your foot off the gas, like – what is it about players? It happened to me. I remember as a player, it happened on the football team this year. You'd see it with the defense. What is it with players that, that it's so hard to keep that mentality going where you're up 15 and you're just going to step on their neck rather than I'm up 15, I can kind of take the foot off the gas. I don't think it's conscious. Like for me, it was never conscious as a player. Like, oh, I'm going to try less hard. But whatever that reason is, can you, can you point to that? Why players, athletes at all levels of all teams, and it's been an issue with LSU, have trouble just kind of finishing off games like that and and what was LSU able to do last night where they kind of turned that <laughs> uh I honestly can't relate to that yeah uh as a player I can't I can't relate to letting my foot off the off the gas yeah um that's something that um at, at, you know I'm assistant coach at Lehigh and the head coach Brandon White we talk about it all the time and I think it's different for guys like us who you know, I wasn't a five-star. I wasn't a four-star athlete. I don't know if I was even a three-star athlete. Yeah. You know, initially, John Brady and his coaching staff asked me to walk on my senior year of high school. And, you know, some other things fell into place to where I had a scholarship and yeah. wanted to redshirting. But everything I got, I had to work for. Yeah. You know, and that's the same as Brandon. He walked on at Southern, and he wound up being a three-year starter. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, I, I think – and I see it more in the younger generation now um, – but I, I, I don't know like I, I really can't I can't as a coach it bothers me. Um, <laughs> as a we, fan yeah, when you're we, watching we, it bothers we have me. The same problem. Yeah. You know, um so as a coach it bothers me, but I see it, it it's more universal right now and it's more generational yeah. than individual teams or individual players. Yeah. Um so like you said, I don't know if I don't know. Um and like you said, when we'll start Talking about the point margins, you know, that's things that as a coach I totally understand. Yeah. Um, especially now in high school, how they do the rankings and the seating, they do power rankings. So, you know, as coach, we don't talk to the players about no. it, but as coaches, you look at the schedule and you're like, okay, we have to win this game. Yeah. We cannot lose this game. You know. Yeah. X, Y, and Z, and that's things that you have to do to prepare. Um, 
for the ultimate goal, you know. So you want those players to push. You need those players to, you know, exhaust all of their energy and get yeah. the best results possible. Um, and that's just more than anything, more than the 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 the, the rankings. It's the mentality that you want to develop. Yep. You know, you want to have from top to bottom. You want to be able to put your second and third team in, and they continue the same way that your first team is because it's a mentality of your team. So one of the things, you know, I've kind of focused on on the things that LSU had struggled with. They're, they're 7-0 in the conference now. And last night was probably, I think Will said it was one of their three best performances of the season. Uh, it was certainly the best one that I've seen in the PMAC from them this year. They just they just did everything right. Uh, the 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 point of the, the season where they are um, – to, to be seven and zero, to be undefeated, to be in control of of the conference is great. And, and I'm sitting here watching LSU last night, and I was sitting up there with my parents for a little while. They they came and watched. They were both basketball coaches, and I said, you know what? The hardest thing about LSU for me, if I were game planning against them, you can't really prepare for what they do because the thing that they do best is they kill you on the offensive glass, which they, they did against last night. Forty nine rebounds to thirty one um, for Alabama. They had fourteen offensive rebounds. You can tell your guys, hey, box out, like box out. You can do rebounding drills all you want, but there's really no way, in my opinion, to prepare for the relentlessness of an Emmett Williams and a Darius days. If you were a coach, how would you try to keep LSU off the glass? Can you try to keep this LSU team off the glass? Like, what what would you be? What would be your counter that you would throw at LSU and, and try to keep them off the glass? Or is it just one of those things that you have to say, look? They're gonna they're gonna win this battle most likely. We just have to be as competitive as possible and take take advantage of other areas. Um, so you know, I have I have been able to watch uh, watch Emmett and Darius, uh, you know, especially on the offensive boards. And you know, the thing about when you say uh, coaching against, how would you coach against that? It's hard because what they do is just impose their will on the on the defender. So yeah. unless <laughs> unless your guy is, is, is tough enough to fight back and say, hey, I'm going to stop him from getting a rebound, like you say, it's not really drills or much that you can prepare because yeah. that's literally two people who want the ball more than the next person, you know. And, and I think they have to understand that, uh, you know, they've been doing a great job of it and, and just continue to understand that. That's one of their skill sets, and they have to be the best at that. And, you know, the more you impose your will on people, you know, the easier it is to get them to lay down. So, What what I love about Will is he's he's so good at not only preparing his guys, he's so good at finding the strengths of his team and just building everything around that. So he's built this team in a way that, like me, just as a basketball fan, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing team. Like, I like up-tempo. I like, you know, guards who slash and – and create and, and a lot of drive and kick and stuff. And LSU does some of that. But Will knows the strength of this team. He knows Emmett and Darius and Trendon are great rebounders. We're going to accentuate that. Skyler and, and Javante are great at, at getting to the rim. We're going to accentuate that. And we're not going to do the stuff that we're not good at. So we're not going to you know have Tremont Waters out there dribbling it 50 times and coming off of a bunch of ball screens because they don't have that kind of guy. And it's I, I think last night what I saw was LSU – the first time for 40 minutes, maybe not 40 minutes, but 37 minutes, fully embrace their identity. And now they know who they are. And to me, that's what makes them really dangerous going forward. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly what they're good at. They know exactly what they're not good at. They stay away from that. And Will's just kind of built them into this team that it's not like a lot of teams that we've seen 
have a, a ton of success at LSU where, you know, they get up and down and run or, or um, it, it almost reminds me of you guys in, in 2006 where y'all knew what y'all were good at. You had your, your small, tight rotation of seven guys, basically. That's what they have. It almost reminds me of, of that group. Um, they know exactly who they are. And to me, that that's, makes them really dangerous. Yeah, you know, um, the, best, the best thing about um, coaching I found is the challenge of utilizing your players to their strengths. So, you know, great coaches are able to alter their coaching and their system yeah. to fit what they have opposed to trying to put their players into a mold that don't fit them. Yep. You know, so I think it's um I think it's amazing, like you said, how Will's been able to in one season change the identity of the team. Well adjust. Yeah. Adjust his plans to the identity of the team for success. Yep. You know, and the record shows that it's been working. You know, so I think that's a that's a huge factor of I think sometimes coaches try to um, play in what they think basketball should look like or what they think a system should look like or yep. what they – you know, it just depends. It depends on who they studied under or exactly. what era they grew up in or, you know, what style of ball they're comfortable playing. Whereas, again, you have to be able to uh, – great coaches, and Will has done a great job of it, you have to be able to adjust yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a classroom. It's not on the student – to learn how the teacher is teaching. It's the teacher's job yeah. to adjust to Good the point. student to make sure that they are able to comprehend yep. and reiterate everything that's going on. Yep. So, you know, I think Will has done an amazing job of that. And like you say, once teams really know who they are, like we knew who we were in 2006. We knew who the shooters were. We knew who the scores were. We know if we need a bucket and it's a half court, it's going down the glen. And once it goes down the Glenn Tyrus, you go set a screen for you go set a screen for D Mitch. So either Glenn's gonna work one on one or D Mitch is gonna come off this screen. And yep. if D Mitch misses, misses, Tyrus, you attack the offensive rebound. So yep. it's like we knew, you know, we knew what our roles were. Like and everybody embraced their role. And I think, like you say, once you know and once you embrace, you hard to beat. Yeah. You're I mean, a very hard team to beat. That's 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 really well said. Um really well said. I, I wanna talk about Emmett Williams, in, in particular, had a big game last night, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, reminds me of you in, in, in so many ways. Um, just his motor never stops. Um, he, he knows his role. He doesn't need the ball in his hands a lot to be uh, successful. He can go get putbacks. He can you know, get on loose balls. He runs the, the break so well. He had one play last night where Trenton Watford, first of all, only had three assists, but three beautiful assists. And one of them was kind of almost like a – if you're thinking in football terms, like a go route, and Emmett was in the seam, and he just went down the middle of the floor, and Trenton kind of lofted the pass over his head, and and as soon as he threw it, I was like, man, I don't know about that pass. It's risky. It's not a great angle for for Emmett to catch it, gather and and dunk. And Emmett, like a like Jerry Rice, man, he just brought the thing in, kept his his balance, one two, went up and dunked it, and it was just incredible athleticism, incredible balance, incredible tenacity to run the floor like he did. What are you seeing from Emmett right now um, where pretty much every night he's going out there and, and you know, we, we were talking about finishing off games. Emmett never lets his foot off the gas. Like when he lets his foot off the gas, it's when he's pointing to the sideline and saying, hey, coach, I need to come out because I'm exhausted. Like I got nothing left. And then he goes and sits down for two minutes. He comes back and does it again. What are you seeing from him right now that's kind of allowing him to take that next step in his game this season? 
Um, I mean, that's 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 who he has to be for this team. You know, I've noticed that uh, even a lot last year. You know, this team goes as he goes, and what that means is, you know, I was I was one of those players that the team went as I went, and what that means is they feed off your energy. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the the biggest thing that I think he brings to the game is like he's, you know, he'll get a double double and you know with ease, but it starts from his energy. Yeah. It starts from him. You know, his nose to the ball, getting loose balls, like you say, making plays, making athletic plays, uh, making hustle plays. You know, even even as simple as the things he brings to the game, I love when he celebrates his teammates. I love when someone gets an and one and he's still on the defensive end and he he riles the crowd up. Yep. Like those are intangibles that you can't teach. Yep. You know, and those are the things that – that I mean when I say the team goes as he goes. Yep. So now I done celebrated my teammate. I get the crowd involved, and now everybody's on a whole nother level. And, you know, like those are things that I love to see from players. I love to see them celebrate their teammates. And that's one thing that I love to see him do. And that's constant with him. Like in the post-game press conference, it's funny because Skyler was talking last night about how important Emmett is to the team, how he's the, the vocal leader on defense. He's always talking at the back of the defense. And then you ask him at a question in the post-game press conference, and he's going to give – this, almost the same answer every time. It's going to be very short. And he's like, I know my role. I'm going to do my role. And I'm just happy my teammates are having success. And that's really his mentality. And it's it's the perfect mentality on this team. And, and that's why I really like this team. You've got the five-star talents in Emmett, who is a five-star guy. You have Javante, who is a five-star guy. But you also have this kind of this mentality, this junkyard dog mentality that they know their role. They embrace it. To me, the guy that sets the tone for that is Skyler. And I've known Skyler since he was – an eighth grader and and my AAU coach said hey this this kid's pretty good like you may want to check him out and so I've seen him grow and develop and he's he's been so many different players at LSU as a freshman he was a playmaking point guard as a sophomore under Will and and as a junior last year he was kind of more of a an off ball two guard and this year he's kind of a combination of both he can have the ball in his hands he can play off the ball and he just picks his spot so well and last night against Alabama as they were trying to come back come back you mentioned the steal and the layup that the layup that he got and then the steal right after that led to the dunk but he also had three or four plays from mid-range which isn't really an area that he plays at all he usually is getting to the rim or he's shooting the three and teams have started to try to take that away they either crowd him or they force him into tight driving lanes and in the first half particular I was sitting there with my dad at halftime he's like Skyler's forcing it he needs to just take what they're giving him well they were giving him the mid-range and so all of a sudden he, t- he hits three or four mid-range jumpers and it just showed the versatility in his game. He, he, he did these little moves, this kind of inside-out move to create space. You can tell he's been working with Greg Heyer on just these, these little moves. And he trusted his game and made big buckets and big moments. And to me, that's why like, he, he might be SEC Player of the Year so far. It, it, the numbers aren't mind-boggling. He's probably averaging like 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, a couple steals. But his impact goes beyond the stats from his leadership – to his the timing of the plays that he makes and it's just to me as a guy that's known Skyler for a long time it's cool to see him developing that way taking that next step yeah I, man when I look at Skyler he's ID Mitch yep he's calm that's exactly like, right he's laid back yep he's laid back he you, you know like he's ID Mitch he literally D Mitch played a different role every year he was here you know every year he was here his senior year he wound up having to be a combo guard yeah you know, he, him and Garrett alternated between the one and the two. Um, 
Scholars I.D. Mitch. Yep. You know, I, I, everything about him, uh, his poisonous, his, his he, he the the big games, <laughs> he hits big shots. Yep. He makes big plays. You know, and um, I was glad to see that last night. Um, he a couple times he drove, especially. I remember in the second half he come out, he drive a step or two inside the three point line, right above the free throw line, and he hits the he hits the mid range, and I think that's a big, big, big addition to his game. Yeah. That I would love to see more. You know, um. And, and that's more uh, just me being selfish, wanting to see him maximize. Yeah. Because I think that can that can you know we don't we want to finish the season. We're not thinking ahead, but it is his senior season, so this is his last season, regardless. Yeah. You know, I just think that adds value to his game, being able to knock that mid range down. You know, with all the analytics and basketball now, that is the one of the most underrated shots. For sure. You know, guys don't work on it anymore. They don't take it. But on the other hand, because guys don't work on it and they don't take it, guys don't know how to defend it. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's either trying to take the charge or get the steal. So yep. now if I can stop and pull up, which he does great. He yep. stops on a dime, great. He can stop on his, you know, he'll stop on his left foot and push back to create a little space. That's mirroring game all day, so. You know, I'm happy. To, I was happy to see that yesterday. Um, I smiled big a couple of times, um, and I, I want to see that. I yeah. want to see more of that from him. Yeah, it's 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 almost an old school approach, and it's it's a good counter. We see it in, in every sport. You you kind of cycle through phases where everyone starts doing one thing and nobody's doing the other thing. So the mid range jumper is that right now, and th- this LSU team has that that old school flavor to it, to where everyone's shooting more threes, right? Everyone's trying to play more up tempo. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Will didn't just he, – he isn't just good at catering his coaching to his teams. He does it midseason. Before the season started, all we heard was we're going to play more motion, we're going to move the ball, we're going to you know screen, screen, screen. And then they did it for 10 games, and they weren't good at it. Like I was sitting there with my, my dad again last night, a longtime high school basketball coach. He's like, when, when they set screens, they're not actually like screening anybody. It's it's weird. They're not because they're not good at it. These guys have never played motion offense before. Javante Smart's never played in a motion offense before. Darius Days has never played in a motion offense before. Probably Andre Hyatt's the only guy, and that's why he looks good doing it. But Will recognizes that, and rather than try to force them into something they're not good at, he adapts his style. He goes to this offense. It's a little bit more methodical and, and plotting, but it's effective, and that's why they're I think they're still the most efficient offense in the SEC, top five in the country, because they make everything inside the arc, they get putbacks constantly, and then they live at the free throw line, which is what they did last night, 19 of 20. And to me, like you were, you were joking earlier about some coaches just, they want to see basketball played a certain way. Like I'm that way. Like I, I want to see like a certain style of basketball that I like. But then I watch this team and I'm like, you know what? Like Will's done a really good job of finding the style that fits them and they're really good, and they're really hard to beat. And I just don't know like how you beat this LSU team without them beating themselves right now, other than to just be better than them at what they do or be exceptional from three, I guess. That would be the one area if you can hit 15 threes on them. But they're just so good at, at, at what they do that, to me, it bodes really well that like last year's team was maybe a little more dynamic. This year's team might be just harder to beat. and just a, I'm not going to say a better team because they still have a long way to go, but they have a chance to be just a, a, a team that's tougher to beat. Yeah, I mean, you you have a team that I think is on paper tougher. Yeah, um, and it doesn't take away anything from the guys who left because they, we we definitely miss a uh, big Bigsby. Yeah, we definitely miss oh, Nas, man. and For of course sure. we miss Tremont. Yep. But uh, you know, it's the guys who we relying on now. They were all here last year. Yeah, and so they learn. You know, they got another year under their belt, and so they're tougher. Yep, you know, um, but. 
I'm one of those coaches too. So I just smile when you were saying that because I just had an epiphany. And it's like, I want to see basketball played this way. I want to see basketball played this way because I've had success this way. I yeah. know how basketball is supposed to be played. But like yeah. you said, the great coaches realize what they have. Yeah. And Will has done a great job of saying, like you said, all right, this is how, what I want to see. Yeah. Midway through, all right, it's not going to work that way, so let me adjust. Yeah. You know, And, again, that's just a testament to, you know, Will's, Will, Will's coaching ability is being, like you say, being able to stop midseason. That's yeah. hard. To be able to adjust midseason – it, it, it is hard. So to have success doing it, it, it speaks. It speaks volume. Yeah. Just to reveal my biases, I played one year at Loyola in New Orleans. We were, we ran the triangle, so I love the triangle, even though no one runs it anymore. And then I played a year at Nichols in Thibodeau, where we ran five out motion. And to me, like five out motion is like the epitome of beautiful basketball because the ball is moving and guys are screening. And so that's like where I'm coming from. But then I watch this team that kind of. I don't even know what how you would describe what they're doing on offense, but it just works for them, and um, it's going to make them really, really tough to beat down the stretch. That's why they're sixteen and four right now, and seven and zero in the SEC, and 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 uh, have a chance to win back to back SEC titles again. Putting the cart before the horse a little bit here, but they're just playing so well right now, and and Will's building something. He's building something that that's just a very very solid foundation. Um, it's, it's been fun to kind of watch develop. It's been fun talking to you, Tyrus. Let's let's do it again. Um, it's, it's been awesome and, and your insights super valuable. Um, what, what's, what's on deck for you? Anything, um, anything you want to plug while we're here? Or uh, nah, I'll you be back. S- okay. Well, <laughs> I'll be back real soon. Let's, let's, let's do it again. Um, hopefully as, as often as possible, I'll be texting you and bugging you trying to get you on. Cause I know the, uh, the listeners will appreciate it. I, I certainly appreciate it and uh, looking forward to doing it again. All right, man. Thanks Thank you. For having me.